0: On today's Say Less Daily, Adidas finally drops. Yay. The McRib is going on a reunion tour? Huh? And uh, we talk some New York basketball. All that and more coming up next. Good morning, people. Welcome to Say Less Daily. It's Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. And my name is Kazim Famiwide. Thank you so much for listening and enjoying our feed. I uh, appreciate you guys for checking out yesterday's episode of Say Less with Caslo and Rosie, featuring legendary BMX star, influencer, mogul, icon, entrepreneur Nigel Sylvester. If you haven't gotten a chance to check that out, please do yourself a favor and get to it. Just hit rewind on this podcast right here to take you right to that episode. It was very insightful, very um, warm. Uh, it was a great conversation had by such an incredible person, an incredible friend. I hope you guys enjoy it. Whole lot to get into today, man. Uh, It's been a a very newsworthy several hours. But let's just run through some of the top stories of the day real quick. Starting with, surprise, surprise, Kanye West. Uh, Adidas is cutting ties with Kanye West, finally. uh, After much um, of Kanye's antics combined with... Uh, pressure from it seems like everywhere, uh, not just in media, not just in Hollywood, but from everybody uh, who figured that this is the next logical step, uh, especially given everything he said uh, on on Drink Champs and several interviews and to many other people uh, without really fear of of provocation um, in the past several weeks. So let's read Adidas' official statement. That was released moments ago. Uh, Adidas terminates partnership with Ye immediately. Adidas did not tolerate anti-Semitism and any other sort of hate speech. Ye's recent comments and actions have been unacceptable, hateful, and dangerous, and they violate the company's values of diversity and inclusion, mutual respect, and fairness. After a thorough review, the company has taken a decision to terminate the partnership with Yee immediately and production of Yeezy branded products and stop all payments to Ye and his companies. Adidas will stop Adidas business. Adidas will stop the Adidas Yeezy business with immediate effect. This is expected to have a short-term negative impact of up to $250 million on the company's net income in 2022, given the high seasonality of the fourth quarter. Adidas is this is a very interesting part right here. Adidas is the sole owner of all design rights to existing products, as well as previous and new colorways. Under the partnership, more information will be given as part of the company's upcoming Q3 earnings announcement on November 9th, 2022. Now, if you listen to this podcast for the past uh several weeks you'll understand my uh position on kanye and you will know that i've been uh heavily against some of the things he has said the way he has acted and um his sort of i don't know it's been a crazy couple of months for the man and you know a couple of months what am i talking about it's been a crazy career in life for that man i ain't gonna hold you bro um Obviously this seemed like something that was coming, you know, uh, if anybody got the chance to watch that full drink champs interview before it was taken down, uh, from the internet, um, you could kind of see that this was coming, you know, uh, he, 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 carried himself like somebody who really did not care or give a damn about anybody's feelings anymore. And, um, it seems like he's kind of been like that for a long time. um, Obviously, reading through Twitter, reading through social media, talking to a lot of friends, a lot of folks saying, what took people so long to finally drop Kanye, right? Um, Obviously, slavery was a choice is being referenced a lot. Um, A lot of things that were said in the past several years with MAGA hats and hate speech toward his own people. And hate speech towards black people is being referenced a lot by people who have been on social media and watching this. And I'll tell you what I think about it. Um, This is definitely uh, something that was deserved. Kanye West, you, you can't talk about things like that. You can't say things like that because... I think what people fail to realize when it comes to why this has been such a swift and harsh decision is uh, folks are saying it is not just enough to reference Hitler. It is not just enough to remember history and how he started and how people said he was a charismatic person and he said and did all the things that got people to really follow him and become a leader of men, uh, the Nazis. And people are really uh, feeling that just because Kanye said these type of things, that history has a chance of repeating itself. We've already saw this past week if you were um, in LA or or from LA or just watch what was going on. There's people on the freeways holding up banners and posters saying Kanye was right about the Jews. Kanye is right, and that's crazy because that's all the provocation. That's all. That's all that's needed to solidify any sort of decision that was going to come against this man. Um, but I stand with what a lot of people are saying. Both things could be right. I'm not a if-and-so-then-but person, ever. I always try to take certain situations and place them in its proper context and in its proper place because sometimes I don't think all things are created equal, no matter how much you try to convince ourselves. It's that. And this is proof in the pudding. Obviously, people are saying, oh, how come he wasn't, taken away and, and, and stopped with all this, uh, you know, why was his power and his money and his influence, all that not taken away when he disparaged black people? And I'll leave you to answer that question. But to be honest, man, it's, it's admirable that, you know, I, I don't want people to believe that this doesn't just happen with <clears throat> black people, right? There was definitely a time in 2020, right around when George Floyd was murdered, that yeah, you could lose everything for saying some stupid stuff. You could lose everything. There were people that were talking about race and George Floyd and black people during 2020. to bad the beginning of 2022, that if you said anything like that, you had every right to lose everything. People got fired. CEOs were stepped down. People lost franchises. We see it happening soon with with guys like Dan Snyder and Robert Sarver, which I don't think is necessarily such a huge punishment to have when they're telling you, hey, take a couple billion dollars and go away from us. Go away from our boys' club of owners. Which is crazy. Um, so, obviously, the scales aren't even. Obviously, things that were said that absolutely hurt Jewish people. And Jewish people have a right to be hurt because what Kanye said is absolutely deplorable and awful. But at the same time... I prefer really not to, um, not to speak... If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. Is anybody going to say it? Is anybody going to say it? I'm not going to say it. I'll let you figure it out. I'll let y'all deduct it. But this kind of seems like this is where Kanye wants it to go for the past several weeks, months, years. And honestly, I we people who have listened to this show know... Me, low-key, Rosie, we really try to avoid Kanye topics because we kind of knew what it was with him for a long time. In fact, a lot of black folks knew what it was with him for a long time. We all know the words. We all know the phrase. Oh, Kanye only comes back around when he got something else to sell to people. We knew this. We've been hip to what Kanye does. And if you heard and followed what Kanye was going through the past several months... He pretty much said, I don't want to be tied to any of these people anymore. I want to do my own thing, have my own infrastructure. And I guess, I don't know how much money, I ain't pocket watching like that, but I'm sure that's what he wants to do. The means of the way he went about doing it, a little bit nuts. I promise you, if you had somebody smarter in your corner, you probably could have got through that a little bit easier. But it does harken back to a few weeks ago when news first broke out that Ye wanted to end his partnership with Adidas when he did end his partnership with The Gap. I don't know, man. I feel like there was a much easier and less hateful way to get this point across. And to be honest, bro, Look at look who's around you, man. There's a lesson to be learned here, people. There's definitely a lesson to be learned here that sometimes when you're going through things, the people next to you aren't necessarily going to be next to you when the shit really hits the fan. And here you go. Damn yay is <laughs> trending on Twitter. The L.A. Times is really wild with this thread, though. And I'll end this before I jump into more fun topics to talk about on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Raining out here in New York, New Jersey, if you're out here on the East Coast. But there's a thread of everything that's going on. Because earlier this week, CAA, Prominent Hollywood Talent talent Agency, my talent agency, uh, stopped representing Yay. Uh, amid a growing call to boycott the rapper formerly known as Kanye West. This is from Los Angeles Times. Nothing wrong there. CAA's latest business to cut ties with Kanye, other industry leaders including Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel called on all companies that work with the artist to cut ties with him after he tweeted he wanted to go Death Con 3 on Jewish people. Here is where... It's a little funny. Quote, Kanye's outbursts in the past have often been excused in part because of his struggle with bipolar disorder. But his airing of anti-Semitic views in a string of interviews have made it near impossible for companies to defend working with him. That may be true. That may be true. I don't think it's that cut and dry. (laughs) <laughs> we kind of know why his past outbursts were tolerated and it's not just because of his mental disability the people he was attacking and disparaging you know the rest let's continue <laughs> if I speak if I speak I I, I am in big trouble nah uh, but Obviously, anybody who's who's listened to this podcast knows exactly where I stand with Kanye West. It's just funny to see what happen in real time. And why can't we actually even discuss this? He's clearly wrong. He's clearly been wrong for years. He's been wrong. This is what gets him out the paint. This is what finishes them off. It's crazy to think about. Crazy to think about. Dancing crew, trip for two, nailed the final interview. Game with Doug, brand new mug. Come here kid, (laughs) give me a hug. The more you wanna do, the more we wanna do boosters designed for COVID-19 variants are now available. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster appointment as soon as you're eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Let's continue on though, man. Uh, News traveled in the music world that Drake and 21 Savage are dropping a collaborative album this Friday called Her Loss. Um, The funny part about that is uh, Republic Drake's record label for the record label that he signed to, where he proudly says he keeps the lights on over there for it, had absolutely no idea that this album was coming, <laughs> zero clue. Uh, but hey, it, it, it is what it is, uh, but the, that's not the most, um, newsworthy not the most newsworthy thing about that let me just let me just read the actual quote okay drake and 21 savage according to Hype Beast, deliver the fans a music video for the hit jimmy crooks off of honestly never mind uh, 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 uh. Um, but the news coming out there was according to hits daily double was that republic had absolutely no idea that this album was coming and i'm gonna share some messages from someone I'm not going to name who because the person said please do not credit me on this talk between Drake and Republic Records quote Drake doesn't fuck with Republic. Drake does not fuck with Republic he was signed to YMCNB with a distro deal via Republic but he never went into their offices Never invited Monty and Avery to anything. If you know Monty and Avery, those are the head guys over at that label. Never asked for public to their opinion. Never acknowledged everything. Monty doesn't have Drake cell. Never been to his house. He's never thanked in their speeches. He goes dilution directly for everything. Try and you won't be able to even find any pictures of Drake with Monty and Avery. Monty Lippman is the CEO of Republic Records. Monty Lippman is the person behind successful acts like Amy Winehouse, Ariana Grande. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, I know I kept that very, <laughs> very short. But Monty and Avery Lippman are the brothers, or family members of Republic Records. He's the president and COO. Of the record label. And I guess their relationship isn't that tight. But. Doesn't need to be that tight. When you keep the lights on. You kind of call the shots. And when I'm hearing this story. These are the type of things that really make me respect a guy like Drake bro. Really. Respect that man. That's the power of Drake. Wayne found him. Brought him to YMCMB. Motown was in shambles. But they knew he had the pop appeal, so they used Republic to do what he had to do. They knew he was hot, and he didn't have to mess around with any label people. And to be fair, pretty sure the man's still paying, (laughs) still making sure checks get sent to them, okay? He's still still keeping the lights on. So if you don't got to talk to your bosses, I mean, listen, you've been in in those situations before if you got a great company situation and you don't need to really talk to your boss, and you don't really need to mess with people, middle management or top management for that matter, shit. Let me go. But anyway, her loss, Drake and 21 Savage, dropping this Friday. The second such album where Drake collabs with a big artist. Last time I did it was What a Time to Be Alive. Alongside Future. And they've been regular collaborators over the past years, obviously. Knife Talk off server certified Lover Boy. Mr. Right Now on Twenty One Savage's album, Savage Mode Two. Sneakin. Nice little Lucy that hit the streets a couple years back. But this past couple of years, Drake and 21 Savage have had incredible growth. And obviously, Jimmy Cook's one of the number one records of the year so far. Number one on the Billboard Hot 100 this year. Um, Looks like this album's going to be fire, people. I ain't going to hold you. I fuck with 21 Savage. Obviously, you know how I feel about Drizzy Drake. But anytime you feel like the boy's starting to kind of fall off a little bit, comes with something else man so i ain't gonna talk too much about that album because you know we'll hear it in a couple days and you know it was literally just announced so a hot take on it is probably uh, a waste of our time but let's get into some more silly news right now right the mcrib yes the mcrib is back for a limited time only And because we love our advertisers, we're going to stick to the news with the McRib. But it is being dubbed the Farewell Tour. You McRib fiends out there, it ends on November 20th of 2022. So if you need that juicy, saucy meat on a bun known as the McRib, Now is your chance because it is about to be out of here. According to USA Today, the McRib, brought back intermittently over the years after going into semi-retirement in 2005, is back for a limited time until November 20th. McDonald's issued a release suggesting it will be the sandwich's final hurrah. Quote, get one while you can because this is the McRib farewell tour. McDonald's writes on his website, enjoy our famous pork sandwich as if it's your last. Now, is it going to be the McRibs farewell tour? I don't know. But McDonald's, y'all, are some bad MFers, yo. Dubbing a sandwich a farewell tour like it's a legendary rock band is some hilarious stuff i'm not even gonna hold you that is some great marketing <laughs> that's a fantastic marketing i'm being i'll be completely honest i enjoy mcdonald's i read mcdonald's ads on his website but i also consume mcdonald's food okay i ain't gonna lie to y'all i ain't, y- y'all, y'all ain't gonna judge me i snack on some fries every now and then through the drive through heck i might even pull up with a mcchicken I'm not going to hold you. The McRib is kind of where I draw the line, people. (laughs) I got to be honest. The McRib is where I draw the line when it comes to McDonald's. It's in the shape of a rib with a bone in it, but there's no bone. It's all edible. I had it. Not my favorite sandwich. (laughs) But it's got such a cult following. Why are we talking about a sandwich like this? It has a cult following. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Who is this hype for sandwiches? I read stories about people who will tour this very country. Not to see monuments. Not to see national landmarks. Not to even... To see our beautiful country. They travel this country to follow the McRib. Are you deadass? <laughs> this is such a strictly American thing. I can't even hate on it. We are the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. But let's get back to the sports Before we wrap it up on today's episode of Say Less Daily This past week I didn't get to record an episode Because I'm back in the lab with Madison Square Garden With the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers Was in the building for the season opener Got to watch the New York Knicks, the new New York Knicks of 2022-2023 Come out to an impressive start at home against the Detroit Pistons, against the Orlando Magic last night. Jalen Brunson, strong addition to the New York Knicks. You don't hear a lot of people saying he's overpaid anymore, do you? No? You see? No. Remember? Oh, it's LOL Knicks. Oh, here we go. Oh, this is what the Knicks do. (laughs) No, 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 no. Jalen Brunson is everything that this New York Knicks team has needed for the past two years. And I've said it over and over. I like the pieces that the New York Knicks have. They've shown you that they can be successful. Julius Randle, I've watched and seen him up close and personal for the past two years. And last year, we know the man was frustrated. He was playing out of position. He was being asked to do things he's never been asked to do in most of his career. He's been asked to do a lot that made him uncomfortable, that made him get out of himself after the great breakout year he had in 2020. But that man was all smiles at the season opener. The man was all smiles last night. And that's the beauty of playing for New York City. You win here. You play hard here. You play the right way here, and there is nothing like success here. Ask the Giants right now. Ask the Jets right now. Hell, on the flip side, ask the Yankees right now. But last night, the New York Knicks had four players in double figures, led by 25, 12, and 4 by Julius Randle, and MSG is loving him again. It's been rough with Julius, man. I ain't going to hold you. The thumbs down thing, eh? We can put that behind us. The rough start last year, we can all put that behind us. It's a brand new year. We are forgiving people. We're understanding people. But Julius is looking like the guy that was the most improved player of the year in 2020. And if that's the guy that's going to be on the floor for the Knicks for the next season, It's going to be a tough battle for everybody who goes against them, as you saw with the Memphis Grizzlies when the the, the season tipped off last week. But the aforementioned Jalen Brunson, the point guard of the New York Knicks, 21 points, six assists, two steals, even though he was in foul trouble for some time. He got his first turnover, mind you, first turnover of the season uh, when he threw up an alley-oop and literally the longest man in the world, Mo Bamba, uh, stole the ball. So, hey, if your first turnover is going to be a guy who's 7 1 with a wingspan of 7 7, hmm, happens. In addition to that, RJ Barrett, rough shooting that, but he ended the night with 20 points, six rebounds. Uh, rough first half came on strong in the second half, and it was good to see what NBA Twitter called the mid three, ha ha ha, have their first game with 20 points each. Obi Toppin continues to be a spark off the bench, continues to be a fan favorite, a highlight machine, a staple on Center. Top 10. Those plays with Cam Reddish and Isaiah Hartenstein and Emmanuel Quickly and Derek Rose and when Quentin Grimes comes back and, hell, Mitch Robinson and Evan Fournier. Are the New York Knicks going to make some noise this year? Are they going to make some noise this year? They look pretty deep. Sure, they don't have that mega superstar, but you can't deny that chemistry. I know it's only three games, but I've watched these guys since the preseason. I've watched these guys in the summertime when they went to Pro City and played together. I watched Jalen Brunson's Opening salvo. He wasn't suited and booted at his press conference. Yeah, he threw on a blazer to take some pictures. But as soon as you saw him, he was in the backpack, shorts, looking like he's just getting ready to go to LA Fitness. It is apparent how much Jalen Brunson's influence has already affected this team on a positive level. And I am going to leave you with this. New York City. The Brooklyn Nets, according to the New York Post, are dead last in season ticket sales. Not ticket sales. Season ticket sales. Meaning... Brooklyn fans, the diehard Brooklyn fans or the diehard NBA fans who want to watch your games every year and want season ticket packages, lowest in the NBA, lower than the Jazz, lower than the Thunder, lower than pick your downtrodden basketball team or city. And I don't think there really is any in the NBA because if you got an NBA team, you got some sort of support, at least in the beginning of the year. But when you look at the Brooklyn Nets and everything they've been through in the past 365, and you look at what the New York Knicks are building, what point guard would you rather have? Would you rather have Jalen Brunson, steady Eddie, can get you 20, will not turn the ball over, will play defense, hard-nosed, bulldog? Or would you rather have Kyrie Irving? The most skilled point guard I've ever seen in my life. The most gifted finisher I've ever seen in my life. The most incredible ball handler I've ever seen in my life. But coming with all the other stuff. Would you want loud production or quiet steadiness? Quiet confidence. That's for you guys to answer. I know what I'm rolling with. Oh, and by the way, Ben Simmons uh, fouled out again last night. Two games, two out of three games, hasn't finished because of foul trouble. Two out of three games. I'm happy to see him back on the court, happy to see him playing. But we got to talk about Ben. Mostly ineffective against the Memphis Grizzlies last night after a 10-point loss. Through three games, we know, Ben Simmons said all the right things on podcasts with J.J. Reddick. And has mostly done all the right things since coming back into the fold. He has yet to score a maximum of eight points. And he's been, honestly, having a negative impact on that team. He's not an offensive threat. He still refuses to shoot the ball. So he tries to overcompensate by being over aggressive on defense. And with those foul troubles that he'll have, he's not even on the floor as much as he should be. The offense can't move with Ben Simmons in that game. In three games this season, Ben Simmons has 17 points. He has 14 fouls. And he had the nerve to be upset over the foul that put him out the game. I mean, he has a right to be upset. But what are you really going to do? What are you really going to do, bruh? Just for comparison's sake, James Harden, who Ben Simmons has traded for so far this season, 107 points and 39 assists. Ben Simmons, 17 points and 21 assists. Insanity. I hope he turns it around. It's such an ugly version of basketball. It's so much iso. It's so much weight on KD and Kyrie's shoulders. Mostly KD's. He low-key deserves better, bro. As much as we want to get on KD about other stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with the game of basketball, the man deserves better than this. I am finna panic before Thanksgiving on the basketball team, trust me. But if you're a New York basketball fan and you see what's happening in MSG, the ball movement, the sharing, the joy that those guys are playing with, the newfound joy that comes with pressure of being the team in New York, not running from the grind. Nobody in this city has more gripes with this city than Julius Randle. Nobody. And look how he's handling it this year. That man's going to change a lot of opinions about what people think about him this season. You can tell already. The ball's out of his hands more. It's flying out more. He's distributing like he was in his most improved player year. And the depth. Cam Reddish starting to come along. Derrick Rose, the vet. If there's any vet you want on your team, it's that guy. Been through it all. Been through all the wars. MVP, prodigy, found a new role. Still contributing at this day and age. Found themselves spiritually. Love Derek Rose. Love this pro- podcast on on my expert opinion. Shout out my mentor Mecca. Y'all know me and Mecca go way back. Y'all y'all know the stories. Shout out to Math Hoffa as well. But Isaiah Hartenstein, big body. Effective body, stretches the floor, offensive rebounds, block shots. I like him a lot. OB Toppin, you know what he brings when he gets on the court? High flying, energy, adrenaline. I don't care if he plays 5, 10, 15 minutes. He's going to do something that's going to get the crowd up. Talk about a fair favorite. Emmanuel quickly, when he got the jump shot going, he's a tough guard in the NBA. You already know he's got that floater. You already know he's shifty and quick. But when he's hitting from deep, they're a tough team to beat. I still want to see what Quentin Grimes got for the New York Knicks. I still want to see what Quentin Grimes got for the New York Knicks. I'm hoping it's not plantar fasciitis with his foot because now you kind of don't know what's happening with his rehab schedule or whatever. Does it have to do with the fact that the Knicks are playing well? and especially a guy like Cam Reddish, was kind of in a do-or-die year, if he's going to get paid or not, is starting to come on strong and play well, and they play the same position. Maybe it's a Dak Prescott situation where they're like, eh, we're not going to rush you back completely. But Quentin Grimes, along with R.J. Barrett, were two of the big pieces that the Knicks did not want to part with when it came to looking at the Donovan Mitchell trade. And if you watch them in Summer League, I know it's Summer League. Quentin Grimes looked like he was taking a next step. In his progression. Lottery talent. If that guy can become a successful player for this team, I don't want to sound like a homer, yo, but the Knicks are going to be a tough out. That's all I'm going to say. You know what it is. My name is Kazim Fonuide. This has been Sailor's Daily. Thank you so much for listening each and every day during the week. Listening to my ramblings. Listening to me talking. If you're listening to this on your way to work, on your way to school, on your way to the gym. Doing whatever it is to get you right for the day. I appreciate it. That you took 30 minutes of that time to get right with me. It's so like we always do at this time. Stay free. Stay safe. And always say I will see you tomorrow people Enjoy the rest of your day